0: Now, back to the Matt Mosley
1: Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Joined now by Stephen Simcox. Stephen, the uh, former producer of this fine show and a man who's been on a family vacation. Stephen, I I apologize. I, I did not know Locked On Sports allowed you to go on the road but i guess you can still file broadcast from really anywhere in the podcast that is did you actually take a little vacation or were you still filing updates from the road sir
0: well i took a couple days off i did upload one episode from the hotel and i kind of got chastised for the quality of that episode so i decided maybe it was best that i uh I take a few days off instead, and so, uh, yeah, I, I got a little time off. But you know, I know the Mosleys. You guys are really good about the whole family getting together, typically going somewhere, and so we try to we try to follow your lead, Matt. And I, I took a few days, got away, but now we're back and producing content again.
1: Can you tell us where you went, or do you like to keep that uh, private? Uh, you don't want folks uh, discovering the secret locations of where the, Mm -hmm. the Simcoxes uh, spend their family vacations.
0: Yeah. Big, big trip this year. Went to a small community in Texas called Houston. Uh, Lovely, (laughs) lovely little city and got to go around. Yeah. We took the kids to the uh, children's museum there, the aquarium, did a few other things. Found out though, really like all they wanted to do was stay by the hotel pool. So that was, Mm. that was, Really, all we needed, but it it worked out, and yeah, we got away for a few days, and it was a good time. Enjoyed it.
1: There is a beach not that far from Houston on your next trip. Just, just so you know, the (laughs) Galveston, and they got a new property. By the way, it's not a new, but that Galvestonian or one of those things that's known for being a beautiful old resort is now in the Bonvoy family, the Marriott Bonvoy family. And I, I know you're not as dedicated to the Marriott Corporation as I am, but it's just something to, to bear in mind. It's it's a really nice, you got gorgeous pool. The kids would love it. And uh, you know, you got you could spend some Marriott points and all that kind of stuff. So just keep keep that in mind for the future.
0: I like that. I'm not sure they allow anybody from McGregor in the Marriott, but I hope that one day we can achieve that status. And I'll I'll keep the Bonvoy family in mind. Lovely family. Sounds like a lovely group of people.
1: Bonvoy is a good one just get your points and start working on that (laughs) what about the um what about these TCU Horn Frogs going to the College World Series I mean it really does have to feel like validation for the hire that was made by Donati the uh, AD of Kirk Sarlos and you know we didn't know exactly okay do you want to go internal here you got you could hire a lot of different people who would want this job from the outside I'm sure you've brought that up on locked in your locked in podcast how do you um, what do you think about the job Sarlos has done and has it been just a complete continuation uh, of the slosh day slosh nagel or has he really put his own imprint what's the What's the biggest difference you can tell about it, and and does it feel like huge validation for that hire?
0: Well, I think this team has a lot more of his identity and imprint on it. Last season, one of the big reasons they stayed with him was because they had so many seniors coming back, and they really didn't lose anybody in the transfer portal. A lot of the guys were excited about Coach Starluz taking over. Um, This year he brought in a few freshmen that are really talented. And I I think from a, a basic standpoint, it has been pretty similar. Now, one thing they did change was that a longtime hitting coach uh, named Bill Moziello, who is now at Ohio State, he stayed the first year when the change happened, and then he left this past offseason. And so they brought in a guy named C.J. Bruce from Nevada. Um, And Bill Moziello was much more a a small ball coach. Um, He really valued patience at the plate. He wanted the guys to try to work counts, get a lot of free bases, uh, put the ball in play, create chaos. And Coach Bruce brought a much more aggressive style um, to this team, you know, more of a, I, I guess, kind of a sabermetrics, a modern approach, trying to hit more home runs, working on launch angle. And honestly, it took a while for that to take effect. And uh, they lost a game this year to Texas where they had a guy trying to tag up from third to tie the ball game in the ninth, and he got thrown out 23 and 20 on the season. they were seven and 10 in Big 12 play, and things did not look great, and there were starting to be some murmurs of, Well, is is Kirk really the guy for the job? I mean, is he in over his head a little bit? Did they lose, um, you know, what was such a consistent uh, just standard with Coach Slosnagel at the helm? And since the month of May, they've just been absolutely on fire. The pitching staff has kind of figured things out. They're hitting the ball at a crazy clip, um, and it's all come together. And I mean, I think also they got, you know, they got kind of a fortunate draw. Indiana State's a good team, but. Getting uh, to play them at home after winning that regional at Arkansas was, uh, was a huge deal and a huge boost, I, I feel like, this past weekend. And so, you know, you look at it, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough tournament. LSU is really good, Wake's really good. But the side of the bracket that TCU's on with uh, a, another red-hot team in Oral Roberts and Virginia, I do feel like there's a path here for them to possibly, you know, make the championship series at least. And uh, Coach Sarlouis has done a great job kind of turning this thing around. Midseason, um, you know, when it looked like – I mean, there was a time there where there were questions about are they even going to be able to sneak in the postseason, and they sort of just ride the ship at the right time, and now they're riding this wave all the way to, uh, to the College World Series.
1: All right, Oral Roberts coach on at 5 o'clock today, Stephen. Just so it, yeah. you know, Ryan Fulmer. Uh, and uh, that'll be that'll be good. So it's a, it's a lot of good baseball talk. Well, it's been bittersweet for me to see, and I'm happy for him, honestly, but how about Trey Richardson? And, and he's one of those guys you're sort of talking about. I don't know that he just had a breakout-type season, and yet he gets to the postseason, and he just went crazy. And I guess it was at regional where he had the 11-RBI game in a couple of grand slams. And again, even who he did it against was impressive. Um, that, that's just, that's got to go down as one of the great single game performances, especially at that level, on that platform in TCU baseball history. And quite honestly, Big 12 history.
0: He's been really good for them this year, but you're right. He broke out in a huge way in the postseason. I mean, he's typically a guy that he can hit it over the fence, but usually it's more gap to gap, you know, if he does have extra base hits, it's going to be double, the occasional triple if he puts it in the right place. Uh, But had those two grand slams and two consecutive innings, hit another home run in that same game, so three home runs that one night, and then came back uh, the next day and hit another home run against Arkansas. To the point that Arkansas fans were starting to ask, like, do we need to check this guy's bat? Like, he's had two home runs all year. He's at four against us this weekend. That's kind of crazy, but Trey stepped up to the right time, and um, it is sort of one of the intriguing things about this team is it's honestly been a lot of the newcomers uh, that have stepped up. They've had, you know, their shortstop's a freshman and Anthony Silva. He's been great for them this year. Carson Bowen behind the plate's also a freshman. Uh, He had a really good weekend against Indiana State. Cole Fontenelle's somebody who our Waco audience might be familiar with. He's an MCC transfer, and he had a big year. Um, And then Trey Richardson, who we're talking about now, and so I, I do think that is kind of the biggest feather in the cap for Kirk and his coaching staff is they brought in guys that have made an immediate impact and it's a lot of their players that they recruited. They got to campus um, that have kind of carried this team as the years gone on and Braden Taylor in the middle of the lineup is uh, potentially a first round draft pick. And he's been there for three seasons. He's been a really consistent player, but a lot of these high impact guys are either transfers or freshmen, and um, I think it just kind of speaks to the ability of this coaching staff to, to recruit at a high level and get talented guys on campus.
1: Stephen Simcox on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What about this uh, pitching staff? You mentioned it. They They sort of got, they found something, got on a bit of a roll. Obviously, it helps when you're getting all sorts of run support, but when did that kind of When did that break out? I think you said, you know, in May, obviously, it seemed to turn a corner and then get hot in the tournament. Um, And and kind of how deep is this? I mean, this time of year, if you can create and have some great depth, boy, that is enormous, especially these bullpens. Where is TCU uh, in its pitching depth right now? Well,
0: they started the year, you know, they're one and two starters. Their number one guy was Ryan Vander Vanderheye, the transfer from Kansas. And then they had a, a young man named Cam Brown, who's been around for a few seasons. And both those uh, players sort of sort of washed out. Now, Cam Brown's still a part of, of the plan. Uh, his role's just kind of changed. Vander Vanderheye ended up having an injury. But they stumbled upon Cole Klecker. He's a freshman. He's been their ace the past month or so. Um, and he's been really effective for them. And then they have a guy named Sam Stoutenborough who came in from, he transferred in from Cal this off season. And he was sort of like a long relief middle inning guy to start the year, but he's turned into their number two starter now. And he's done a really nice job. He's not super flashy. Like he doesn't have amazing stuff. He doesn't throw in the mid nineties, but he just kind of gets out. He battles. He'll give you five or six innings every time he takes the mound. Uh, And so I don't think they have the deepest staff at this tournament and it's going to, be really important for them to try to stay in the winner's bracket as it is for everybody else. Um, but one thing they do have is, is some bullpen depth. They got a couple of guys in Luke Savage and Ben Abel who can both throw multiple innings and they sort of almost use their starters and those middle relief guys interchangeably. I think most nights they feel like, okay, if we can get four or five innings from our starter and stay in the game, and then we can start bringing in these different bullpen guys. Um, Garrett Wright's a, a player from college station who's their closer and he's got free electric stuff. He's really only a, a, one inning type of guy, but yeah, I think they're, they're set up well. If they can win these first couple of games, you know, one nice thing about the college world series too, is you have some built in off days, they'll play Friday and then they'll play again Sunday and then the schedule picks up a little bit, but it's not like a regional where you're turning around and potentially playing a double header and playing multiple days in a row. Um, So it is more of a normal baseball schedule and it allows your relief guys to throw in consecutive games, which is not something you always have the benefit of uh, in some of the earlier rounds, but they don't have just like, they don't have five or six guys who can go out there and start a game for them, but they do have a couple solid starters and some interchangeable parts in the bullpen that they kind of mix and match and and make it work. And the way they've been swinging the bats um, is really just more about you know, not necessarily holding everybody to two or three runs, but trying to hang around in the game and um, and make sure that they, if they have to make a comeback, that that's still possible. Uh, they're not going to blow you away with the pitching staff, but they've been solid here the past month and a half, and it's been a huge farther turnaround.
1: Did you feel bad for the University of Texas last night? <laughs> I know some people in the conference were kind of laughing about it. I love Peyton Powell from Robinson what a great guy. What a great player over at third base. But to to have it in that way. I mean, you know, in a game yeah. where they've made that big comeback, we're down 6-3, uh, get it back to 6-6, and then get out of the inning and have something silly happen like that where the ball I, – I, I was watching that second baseman point out there to it, and I thought to myself, and looking back, <laughs> and I'm sure he wishes he had of just taken off. You know, that thing was hit so high – and he did have a bead on it. I, I'm sure in retrospect, he's thinking, well, I probably should have, I probably should have, you know, taken off because he's trying to show them the ball. And that's not an easy thing to do, you know, like, yeah. hey, there it is. There it is up there. I know neither one of you could see it. And on top of it, that right fielder is awesome. Did you see that yeah. throw he made earlier in the game? I mean, mm-hmm. it was unbelievable uh dylan i think is his name maybe dylan campbell yeah, or something but dylan campbell, uh yeah. that was rough man uh what was your what were your initial thoughts when you saw that happen
0: no i did feel that. i mean it's really tough for me i know one of the things about the sec is they all kind of they they fight each other but then in the postseason they all kind of band together and they're like well hey i know all of us can't win but if one of us does we'll just sort of all hang a banner and collectively uh, take that championship. I don't feel like the big 12 necessarily has that same unity. It's really tough for me to root for Texas, but I did feel bad for, especially Dylan Campbell. You know, you talked about that throw he made. He also had a great at bat in the eighth inning yes. where he fouled off a lot of pitches, got a single to tie that game, you know, with two outs. And, and so I did feel for him. It reminded me a few years back, uh, Baylor baseball, they won the big 12 tournament. And it was still when it was when the tournament was still in OKC and TCU was fighting; and they were trying. They, they had to win the tournament to make the postseason, and uh, their outfielders lost the ball in the sun twice in the ninth inning. Like they had a they had nobody on in two outs, and Baylor hit a couple pop ups, and they couldn't track it down in the sun, and so they ended up scoring the tie and run, and then Jay Langilleers had a base hit next in year innings to win it. But it's just it's the worst way to win a baseball game. Um, I, I don't know; it, it does feel like baseball, especially because I guess there's because there's no clock. And the pace of the game sort of moves differently. The, the losses feel more cruel than any other sport. you know I, I know in basketball, obviously you can lose on a last second shot in football you can lose on a last play, but that was a, that was a really tough way for it to end. It was hard to see Campbell you know in tears in the outfield immediately after it happened. but um, it was a great ball game and I think that Texas team kind of overachieved honestly, but the standard there is so high, I'm sure. There are people that are not too happy with David Pierce and company.
1: Yeah. You should explain that to them, that they weren't really supposed to be there anyway, so they shouldn't (laughs) be that upset.
0: I'm sure they'll understand. (laughs) Yeah, they'll get it.
1: (laughs) But our man Peyton, pow, 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 uh, how about that big hit he had with that Mm -hmm. double? I mean, that was huge. You're right. Dylan had his. So that that was a tough deal for the old Longhorns. Aaron, by the way, was sending out tweets, kind of kind of making fun of the Longhorns. <laughs> <laughs> he was and right he out there. The
0: bear. I appreciate that about Aaron. He just wants to get in there, kind of troll people a little bit. That's good. You need that as a producer. You need that that spirit.
1: As long as he doesn't do it to me. One time I <laughs> caught him like somebody was trashing me, and I, I happened to see on Twitter Aaron gave him a retweet or a like. And I thought, oh, my goodness. I got enough haters out there without my own producer.
0: I know. You've got, got a burner account that's like, I, uh, I hate Matt Mosley. Like, just killing you. This,
1: this is what I hear Mosley's like every day behind the scenes. Like, who's putting this out there? Who could this be? Golly, you and Aaron could write a book. I don't know if anybody would be interested in that, but y'all could at least do like a podcast on it or something behind the scenes with bosley all right uh steven great to visit with you glad y'all had a good time in houston everybody needs to visit houston at some point in their lives
0: One of of great american cities on the underrated cities in our country
1: i hope you guys flew out of Colleen to get there
0: <laughs> is, they, they do have direct flights right to the hobby <laughs> airport i think
1: <laughs> you got to be on a military transport, but it'll get you there. Okay. All right, Stephen, good to visit. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon.
0: Always fun, Matt. Thank you.
1: There he goes. Stephen Simcox. And he's got that Locked On TCU podcast. Very popular. Very popular. In fact, early, recently they were talking about Hoss Haney going to TCU with some kind of national type uh, recruiting person. And uh, got a lot of views. In fact, the Haney family reached out to me. They're like, do you know this guy? I said, yeah. Yeah, he's a great friend of mine. So anyway, they're really making an impact out there. Locked.